Welcome to the revolution. Hello, and welcome to Red Pill Revolution. My name is Austin Adams, and thank you so much for listening today. This is a wild time to be alive, and we're going to find out uh, just how wild today as we are going over some of the craziest string of events that I've ever been a witness to in my entire life, and I'm sure at least majority of the people here, unless you were alive maybe during, I don't know, the 40s. Uh, this is so crazy. So we're going to jump right into it. Today, we are going to be discussing the recent string of events, everything from the train derailment in Ohio causing almost nuclear type of radioactive waste, a huge mushroom cloud basically over this city in Ohio due to this train derailment, which has gotten basically no coverage, very little, if not any coverage at all from the mainstream media as to actually how bad this truly is. It's it's when you see the pictures of this, it's horrifying on the back of that. Today, there was two other trains that were derailed, one in Texas and one in, I believe, North Carolina, one of those also carrying toxic chemicals. Hmm. Now, we are also going to follow that up with four different unidentified flying objects which have been shot down in the last week alone by the Biden administration and the United States military, including one of the time over Lake Michigan in which the very first missile strike actually missed which makes things a little bit more interesting because I don't think I don't think China's balloon had the capabilities to do that. So, that makes it that much more interesting the White House responding specifically to the questions surrounding is this aliens, which we will look at the White House press secretary responding to. Then we are going to touch on the recent uh discussions surrounding Epstein's list being released, as well as a few other things. So make sure you stick around. Today's going to be a crazy episode. We are also going to look into a pretty unbelievable, well, it would seem unbelievable if you didn't actually listen to it with me, but this coincidence, coincidence, between a movie that was released and the recent train derailments. Yeah, that's all I'm going to say for now, but it's a crazy, crazy coincidence, which is fueling many, many conspiracy theories surrounding all of this. So all of that and more. But first, I need you to hit that subscribe button. I need you to leave a five star review. Okay, when you hit that five star review button, I would appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. Just know that I'm giving you a virtual hug, high five, fist bump, however you roll. I'll do it for you. So it's there. As soon as you do it, five-star review. If you could just write something up in there for me, it would help me get up in the rankings, help the podcast to grow, and I would appreciate it a lot. Head over to the Substack, redpillrevolution.substack.com. Every single week, you will get a podcast companion sent directly to your email along with several articles about the things that we discuss directly into your email, including the links from the video or links from the podcast, the full video podcast. The audio podcast, the clips that we pull from each one of them, so you can look at just at the specific topics that we're discussing, 
all of it and more directly in that Substack, redpillrevolution.substack.com. It is free to sign up. There's a link at the bottom if you would like to become a paid subscriber, but there's nothing below it other than another virtual hug and appreciation underneath that. So um, I appreciate you guys so much. Without further ado, let's jump into it. Welcome to Red Pill Revolution. My name is Austin Adams. Red Pill Revolution started out with me realizing everything that I knew. Everything that I believed, everything I interpret about my life is through the lens of the information I was spoon-fed as a child. Religion, politics, history, conspiracies, Hollywood, medicine, money, food, all of it. Everything we know was tactfully written to influence your decisions and your view on reality by those in power. Now, I'm on a mission. A mission to retrain and re-educate myself to find the true reality of what is behind that curtain. And I'm taking your ass with me. Welcome to the revolution. All right. The very first thing we are going to jump into today is the Ohio train derailment, which is resulting in lawsuits, dead animals, like schools of fish being floating down the river dead as a result of all of the toxic chemicals that have been released from this train derailment. And again, there's very, very little media coverage, if any at all, actually happening here. And when you look at these pictures, I cannot fathom living in this town. I, I cannot believe they have not completely told everybody to leave it's it's horrific to actually look at. It, it looks like a nuclear event when you the, the whole sky has turned black around this city. There's a huge like almost mushroom cloud that came up as a result of this. And so let's let's go ahead and read this article. We'll talk about some of the things that are going on here and see if we can tie some of them together because it gets quite interesting. All right. Now, this article is coming from Yahoo News. And it starts by saying that the tr the Ohio train derailment results in lawsuits, dead animals, and lingering questions about toxic chemicals. And this was written on February 13th. All right. It says, the follow continues from the derailment of a train carrying toxic chemicals near the Ohio-Pennsylvania border earlier this month. As local residents file lawsuits and some cast doubt in official assurances about air and water quality. Now, as a side note, this Ohio River that this happened around, fun, like basically gives 10% of the United States their drinking water. So an obvious concern for many, many people in the Midwest area. This says on February 3rd, 50 train cars operated by Norfolk's Southern, uh, Southern derailed in East Palestine, Ohio, a town of about 5,000 people located 50 miles northwest of Pittsburgh. Now keep that in mind as we go on in this episode that there's only 5,000 people in this town. Only 5,000 people. It's not a very big town. That derailment, derailment resulted in a massive fire in government Mike DeWine ordering an evacuation, so it has been evacuated since February 5th. Within the last two hours, a drastic temperature change has taken place in the rail car, and there is now the potential of a catastrophic tanker failure, which could cause an explosion with the potential of deadly shrapnel traveling up to a mile, DeWine said in a statement, adding that those with children in their home who choose not to evacuate would be subject to arrest. Whoa. 
Last Monday, Norfolk Southern released toxic chemicals from five of the derailed tanker cars in an attempt to preempt a larger explosion. One of the chemicals they were most concerned about was vinyl chloride, a colorless gas used to make plastic products. According to the National Cancer Institute, exposure to the gas is associated with an increased risk of rare form of liver cancer, as well as primary liver cancer, brain and lung cancers, lymphoma, and leukemia. Wow, and that is what they're making plastic products with. Hmm, maybe not something that we should be ingesting in the first place, um, but obviously even more concerning if it's just leaking into the air around you. Concurrent with the releasing of the chemicals, DeWine in Pennsylvania Governor Josh Shapiro issued a wider evacuation order for the area around East Palestine, stating the controlled release process involves the burning of rail car chemicals, which will release fumes into the air that can be deadly if inhaled. Based on current weather patterns, the expected flow of the smoke and fumes, anyone who remains in the red effective area is facing grave danger of death. Anyone who remains in the yellow impacted area is at a high risk of severe injury, including skin burns and serious lung cancer or lung damage. Two days later, DeWine issued a statement that it was safe for residents to return home, saying, yeah, no thanks. Air quality samples in the area of the wreckage in the nearby residential neighborhoods have consistently showed readings at points below safety screening levels for contaminants of concern. Based on this information, state and local health officials determined that it is now safe for the community members to return to their residence. Now, this is a decently long article, um, but we get the gist of it, right? That's horrific, right? Horrific. 5,000 people in this town and how many in the surrounding areas that are having to leave because of a controlled release of these chemicals, these toxic, toxic chemicals, which according to them, if you're even around that area, will kill you. And if you're close to the area around that area, you might just die slowly. And very, very little news coverage. And again, if you look at the pictures of what is out there and what this looks like, I would never want to go back to that home of mine again. I can't imagine bringing my children into that house after all of those toxic chemicals in the air. You think they're just gone? You think they didn't just settle? Like people are relating this to Chernobyl levels of nuclear waste is what they're relating this amount of chemicals to in this town of Palestine. So what makes this even more interesting is that today, February 13th, there was two more train derailments, two more train derailments, one in Texas and one in South Carolina, one of those train derailments carrying hazardous materials. So this says a train has derailed in the Houston area. This comes from Citizen Free Press. Official reports the train was carrying hazardous materials, prompting Union Specific to monitor air quality in the site crash, according to the Splendora Police Department. What? are the odds now it says hours later a train derailed in enrolly in or in ori in ori south carolina on monday with no reported fatalities and csx transportation which owns the railway is a site along the emergency cruise now one thing i'd like to go back on in the original thing um the original derailment was that it was the result if i'm not mistaken here Maybe it was one of these other ones, but one of them was the result of a semi-truck. Okay, a semi-truck ran into one of them. Let me double check on that, but let me see here. If semi-truck, and let's go get Palestine, because I believe and this, this comes into play in just a moment when we get into the actual specifics of why there's so many 
conspiracy theories surrounding this and some weird, like not even weird, but unbelievably crazy, crazy coincidences, if you would like to call them that, which is sparking a lot of people to question whether this is, you know, intentional or not when we have multiple things like this happening all at once. All right. Now, I'm not seeing specific. Okay. So here, this is, this is it. It was from a different one. So one of the Houston and, uh, or South Carolina ones. So it says the crash of the 18 wheeler and union specific train occurred shortly before 7 30 AM Monday along interstate 69 us 59 near its intersection with Fistoria and midline roads. So that was from a 18 wheeler semi truck. All right. The one that was in Houston. Now, again, keep that in mind when we continue this conversation in just a minute. But before we do that, let's go ahead and read here. Um, it says, meanwhile, Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg talked about equity in the construction industry on Monday and didn't offer any remarks at all about the recent train derailment in eastern Pal Palestine. I don't know if it's Palestine or Palestine. I'm pretty sure it's Palestine. Uh, so the very, very silent on this from the White House, very, very silent on this from our news media, mainstream media corporations. The only people that are really reporting on this are people who are on the ground, right? Now, there was some reporters who reported on this, and this is where it gets a little bit weird. A reporter was arrested during a news event about the Ohio train derailment. Arrested. And this says, a reporter was pushed to the ground, handcuffed, and arrested for trespassing while covering a news conference about the derailment of a train carrying toxic chemicals in Ohio. News Nation posted a video of correspondent Evan Lambert being arrested Wednesday in the gymnasium of an elementary school in East Palestine, where Governor Mike DeWine was giving an update about the incident. Lambert, Lambert was held for about five hours before being released from jail. I'm doing fine right now, he said. It's been an extremely long day. No journalist expects to be arrested when you're just doing your job. And I think that's really important that it does not happen in our country. Yeah, well, it shouldn't, unless he was doing something that we haven't read yet. But there is something called the freedom of press. <clears throat> At the end of his news conference, DeWine said he didn't authorize the arrest and reporters have every right to report during briefings. Yes, they do. If someone was, <coughs> excuse me, my goodness, might, might have been some of those trained chemicals. All right. If someone was stopped from doing that or told they could not do that, that was wrong. A following statement from the governor's office said DeWine didn't see the incident because of a bank of cameras blocked his view, but he did hear a disagreement towards the back of the gymnasium. DeWine has always respected the media's right. Yeah, screw off. Um, Mike Vicaria, News Nation's Washington Post bureau chief, called the arrest an infuriating violation of the First Amendment. The Washington, D.C.-based Lambert could still face charges of disorderly conduct and criminal trespassing, News Nation said. The Columbiana County Sheriff's Office administration said the arrest was made by officers. Uh, a message seeking comment from the department was not immediately returned. Now, this goes on to explain what happened. Um with the actual train derailment, which we've already read. It says the news conference started more than two hours late and DeWine started speaking at the same time, same instant Lambert had to do a live broadcast from the back of the gym. Swigger said police officers approached Lambert and asked him to stop talking. Lambert finished the live report, but was then asked to leave by authorities who tried to forcibly remove him from the event. From their standpoint, uh, he did not obey orders. 
Gymnasiums are echoey and loud and so sound kind of carries. So I'm guessing that they just didn't like the fact that there was sound competing with the governor speaking, even though it was all the way at the other end of the room. The anchor handling the report said he, she heard the reporter saying, the governor has just started speaking. I'm being told that I have to quit my report before it was cut short. He was then taken outside and placed in the back of a sheriff's patrol car. Weird. So one of the only news networks from WKBN TV, uh, which is who captured the video of him being put on his face on the ground and being handcuffed, uh, had the, one of the reporters, well, the news, uh, news Nation reporter, which is who he was associated with, arrested. For even trying to talk about this, even trying to be there and have a discussion around this, he was arrested by sheriffs. Now, let's look at one more coincidence when it comes to the trains, which is that there is a movie with Adam Driver as the lead, which was shot in Palestine, Ohio, about a train that derailed, releasing toxic chemicals and causing a max exodus of the public to get away from the deadly fumes. A Hollywood movie on Netflix right now called White Noise. What? Can, can you look at me in the eye? Look me in the eye right now and tell me that's a coincidence because I don't think you can do it. <laughs> this says that social media users are pointing out the Netflix movie White Noise starting actor Adam Driver has eerie similarities to a catastrophic train derailment that took place earlier this month in Ohio. The movie, based in Ohio in the 1980s, depicts a college professor and his family forced to evacuate their homes after a nearby train derailment prompts an airborne radiological event. Parts of the movie, which de debuted last August, were filmed near East Palestine, the site where 50 train cars derailed 10 days ago, spewing toxic chemicals, with citizens of the town incredibly appearing in the movie as extras. What? What? So here's a quote. It says, here's a movie they just made about, just made about a train derailing with toxins in Ohio, filmed in Ohio, where this just happened. And many of the extras were locals from East Palestine, Ohio, who in the film evacuated. Then months later, just months later, they had to do so in real life. Now, if that is not a part of this simulations programming or a little glitch in the matrix, I don't know what is. And if it's not, it's all intentional, and there's much more sinister things going on. But I think the easier path of least resistance here is just assuming we're in the Matrix. It says the similarities between the movie and the actual event were so bizarre, even CNN published an article on the coincidence, interviewing a East Palestine resident who played a background actor. When Ben Ratner's family signed up in 2021, it said to be extras in the movie White Noise, they thought it would be a fun distraction from their day-to-day -day life in the blue-collar East Palestine, Ohio. Ratner, 37, is in an intense traffic jam scene, sitting in a line of cars trying to evacuate after a freight train collided with a tanker truck, triggering an explosion that fills the air with dangerous toxins. Now, that's what I'm talking about, where one of these train derailments actually happened because there was a semi-truck that ran into it. 
And in this very movie, which was based in Ohio, using Palestine residents, the train was derailed by a semi-truck. Can you look me in the eye and tell me that that's a coincidence? I don't think you can. The 2022 movie was shot around Ohio and is based on a novel by Don DeLillo. The book was published in 1985, shortly after a chemical disaster in India that nearly killed 4,000 people. The book and film follow the fictional Gladney family, a couple and their four kids, as they flee an airborne toxic event and then return home and try to resume their normal lives. All of a sudden, it hit too close to home, the father said. The mysterious parallels between the movie and real life come as a Norfolk Southern Railroad train traveling from Illinois to Pennsylvania derailed in a massive fiery disaster on February 3rd. With five train cars carrying noxious commercial compounds like vinyl chloride, which is known to cause cancer, officials ordered mandatory evacuations of nearby areas and controlled releases of some of the toxic compounds. Since then, animals nearby, as far as 10 miles away, have been de- developing illnesses and dying from the toxic chemicals that contaminated the area. Despite health issues animals are exhibiting, officials gave the all-clear for residents just five days later. Whoa. Let's go ahead and watch this trailer with Adam Driver. If it gets to be loud or annoying, we'll we'll stop it, but I don't think it will be. Um, But let's go ahead and listen to this, and you can hear this trailer from this movie about what just exactly happened uh, in the programming of The Matrix. Here we go. That stuff causes cancer in laboratory animals, in case you didn't know. Either I chew gum or I smoke. What are these children, yours? That's mine from Wives 1 and 3. There's Babette's from Husband 2. Wilder is ours. We're each other's fourth. Life is good, Jack. I hope it lasts forever. And that was a semi-truck just running into a train and then it exploded. Let's watch a sitcom or something. No! They're calling it the airborne toxic event. We won't come this way. Will we have to leave our home? Of course not. How do you know? I just know. Okay, what if it's dangerous? We have a situation. All we have to do is stay out of the way. They're passing us, Dad. Technically, that's illegal. Do she have lashes? Ask your father. Now, this was up for an Academy Award, by the way. Father. We're going sideways. Dad, does she have lashes? Doesn't anyone want to pay attention to what's actually happening? There's a bunch of people in hazmat suits walking around. There are two kinds of people in the world. Killers and dyers. Most of us are dyers. Right now we're safe. As long as the children are here, they need us. Some persistent sense of large scale ruin. We keep inventing hope. 
Looks a little murdery towards the end. So, yeah, that's one of the craziest, if not the craziest, coincidence to happen that I've seen almost ever. There's no way. No way. How many, how many cities are there in the United States of America? Let's just cut it off there. There's a 2% likelihood that it happened in Ohio. 2%. Now, in Ohio, how many cities are there? Let's say there's 1,000 cities in Ohio. There's probably more. Maybe I'm wrong. There's less. Let's say there's 500. There's 1,000 cities in Ohio. Let's say 1,000. That means there's a point, and my math's going to be wrong here, 0.02% likelihood that it happened in this city, in this state. Then let's get into the likelihood of the time frame within a year of this movie being put out. Then we talk about 0. 0.0002 going to point, I don't know, call it 150, 300 years that you want to play that timeline where trains could get ran into, maybe by semi-trucks, maybe the last 50. So even call it the last 50. <laughs> Whatever this math is doing, it's a wildly unbelievable statistic that this happened in this way. There's no statistical probability that this actually occurred in this manner in the same place as this movie where it occurred in this manner. No way at all, okay? Number one weird thing going on at this very moment, okay? There's the first thing. All right, now, the next thing that we're gonna get into is the military and the Biden administration, the United States of America, has shot down four unidentified flying objects in just the last week. Now, one of those happens to be a silly-looking white balloon that was floating over, and we'll talk about why I think that's interesting in just a moment, but three of those other ones, including one that was shot down today in over Lake Michigan, were not. They were cylindrical. Cylindrical. <laughs> so, our White House actually spoke out about this and said, and was asked the question, are these aliens? So we'll watch that in just a moment. But let's go ahead and read this article first. But the White House actually spent the afternoon telling reporters that they shouldn't be worrying about an alien invasion. That just happened, okay? So in a truly bizarre turn of events, Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre addressed the downing of three unidentified objects in the past 48 hours by U.S. jets using the phrase, there is no indication of aliens or extraterrestrial activity with these recent takedowns. There's no indication, which means not yet anyways. Jean-Pierre added that she wanted to make sure the American people knew that, all of you knew that, and it is important to say that from here because we've been hearing a lot about it. Oh, have you? Of course you have. And, and, and that's where we're talking about these little sprinkles, right? Sprinkles. All of a sudden, UFOs are going to be something the government's been talking about. And we did a whole episode, I don't know, 20, 30 episodes ago about Project Bluebeam. If you don't know what Project Bluebeam is, we'll talk about that in just a minute. So let's address this first. But that is what a lot of people seem to be thinking is that between... There's a lot of things that have been released lately. In the last week and a half, two weeks, there's a lot of really big news that is going to be breaking upcoming. From the Epstein documents to a self-admitted black or black flag event, which happened, well, maybe not black flag, but um, a false flag and not a false flag either. <laughs> a, a, 
if Biden administration admitted to basically blowing up the Nord Stream pipeline. So we'll see how that ties into it in just a minute. But let's go ahead and listen here to what the press secretary has to say about UFOs. Make sure we address this from the White House. I know there have been questions and, and concerns about this, but there is no, again, no indication of aliens or extraterrestrial activity with these recent takedowns. Again, there is no indication of aliens or terrestrial activity with these recent takedowns. Wanted to make sure that the American people knew that, all of you knew that, uh, and it was important for us to say that from here because we've been hearing a lot about it. Yeah. Because you guys have been telling us the stories about them. <laughs> Why would you not be hearing about it? Um, and also, how would you be able to tell us if it was aliens or not? Right? Um, she also said, uh, would you tell us if it was aliens? And she responded, I'm not. I love E.T., the movie, but I'm just going to leave it there. With all seriousness, I know there are a lot of questions about the flying objects. So she didn't answer that question. The press secretary then handed over the National Security Council spokesman, John Kirby, who did say, I don't think the American people need to worry about aliens with respect to these crafts, period. I don't think anything else needs to be said there. My understanding is that uh, the top officials of the Pentagon, when asked explicitly if uh, they were ruling out any kind of extraterrestrial presence, said they weren't ruling anything out. And yet at the beginning of today's briefing, albeit with her usual winning smile, uh, Ms. Jean-Pierre seemed to rule out any extraterrestrial activity. I don't think the American people need to worry about aliens with respect to these craft, period. I don't think there's any more that needs to be said there. What's important about the way that he phrased that is I don't think the American people need to worry about aliens. Not that these aren't aliens, not that these are not extraterrestrials, not that we know 100% that this is not the case. What he said was, I don't think the American people need to worry about aliens with respect to these crafts. So two parts of that linguistic programming for you there. I don't think is a passive statement. Not I know. I don't think the American people need to worry about aliens with respect to these crafts. It's all in how you say it, right? He says, I don't think the American people need to worry about aliens with respect to these crafts. But he could have said in the same words, I don't think the American people need to worry about aliens with respect to these crafts, period, right? The same statement can be said with different tonality. With the words that he said, it doesn't matter. When you look at the words, he's not ruling it out. He's not saying, no, absolutely not. These are not aliens. Absolutely not. These are not extraterrestrials. And some people are believing, again, getting back to the, the overarching ID, like conspiracies surrounding this right now, some people think that they're actually programming the, the general public to believe that that's what is going on here, because that's how it would appear, right? There's not too many press secretary meetings with the White House where you have not only the press secretary, but also the you know White House National Security Council Strategic Communications Coordinator, John Kirby, also coming out and talking about aliens because they shot down UFOs. That is what's happening right now in the United States of America and in the world in 2023. And three years, five years, 10 years ago, uh, you were called crazy for talking about aliens, like it was actually a possibility, 
right? It says speculation over the objects was running rampant over when they were described by military officials as metallic and balloon-like, with some reports indicating that they have no identifiable propulsion systems and have even interfered with equipment and military jets that got close to them. Glenn Van Herrick, an Air Force general who commands NORAD and U.S. Northern Commands, was asked whether the Pentagon was ruling out aliens regarding the objects and replied, I haven't ruled out anything at this point. We will continue to assess every threat. Questions are being asked about the complete lack of details on the objects, um, on what they are, and the fact that Joe Biden hasn't even commented on the takedowns. And here he is, completely ignoring the questions. I mean, that's useless. She's literally 70 yards away screaming. So I can't imagine he could hear somebody five feet from him with his hearing aids probably as low as they are, let alone as far as this reporter was. So I, I would take that with a grain of salt. Um, now, Rand Paul tweeted, uh, as ranking member of the House Homeland Security Committee, I demand the president of the United States and Department of Defense tell us what they know and what they don't immediately. And that was today, this morning. Kirby claims the Biden administration has been transparent as we can be. And that's what he says in this statement here. Because it's so unprecedented, um, should the public be hearing from the president directly on this? I have, we have been, uh, uh, I think, as transparent as we can be. I, I won't speak for the president's uh, uh, personal uh, speaking schedule, but I mean, he has been deeply engaged in uh, every one of these decisions. He's been kept informed, including as of this morning, on uh, what's going on with recovery efforts. Um, and uh, and uh, he's very much staying on top of the issue and, uh, and directing his team to make sure we are properly consulting and briefing not just members of Congress, but state leaders as well. And of course, you know, we're also doing what we can in the, in the public sphere. All right. Again, not saying anything about what's actually going on there. Okay. Um, so time will tell and maybe it won't, right? A lot of people are alluding. So let's, let's look at both sides of this. Okay. Let's take the train derailment out of it. Let's take everything else around it. What I have an issue with here is that initially we were dealing with a Chinese spy balloon a week ago. This whole huge media presence around the spy balloon, this white blip, getting a missile thrown at it and falling down to the sea for days we tracked this. It was this whole huge ordeal where it was all immediate. People were questioning why it came out about it being a Chinese spy balloon. How do we know it's a Chinese spy balloon? How do we know that? Okay. So that's something to me that you have to take into consideration with these other three objects that have now been shot down, which they said were not the same thing as we shot down before. This was not a Chinese spy balloon. The other three objects, they were the, the spy balloon was not metallic. It was not cylindrical, right? So what I think is weird is that they were putting out there the, the idea initially before these types of weird shot down UFOs happened, the idea, they were putting the idea out there to program the general public into thinking that it was also going to be Chinese technology. Right. They were they were putting the idea out there heavily for days, preempting us moving into this event where we had three UFOs get shot down that were metallic, evading missiles and causing disruptions in radio frequencies from our fighter jets that were scrambled towards it. 
like F-22s. Like that's not low technology for what we have. So that's one thing that I find to be weird about the whole thing. Just, just looking at it as a whole, I find it weird that we were being programmed to believe that there was a Chinese spy balloon, Chinese spy balloon, Chinese spy balloon, Chinese spy balloon. Now there's three other objects that have been shot down since, and nobody's talking about them in the same way that they were the Chinese spy balloon. Why are we not as interested in UFO potential extraterrestrial aircraft, which were shot down by F-22s as we were about a floating balloon from the big bad China man? Right? Why why are we not as up in arms? Why is there not as much footage? Why is there not as many tweets going out there? Why why is this being suppressed in a way that's different? Why is the president not speaking out about it? Because he was speaking out about the Chinese balloon within a day or two. I find that to be weird, right? Let's let's keep Epstein out of this. Let's keep the train derailments. Let's keep the fact that the Nord Stream pipeline was blown up by the United States against Russia and admitted to it. Let's keep out the idea of, you know. Everything else, I find that to be weird. Now, everything that I just mentioned also happened in the last week, right? So there's that. Um, there was a pretty good tweet that was sent out by DC Drano, as always, um, which said something along the lines of this. He said, in the past week, we've had three major train derailments, including one with a chemical spill, four flying objects shot down by our military, Every major social media platform went down at the exact same time and power went out in two congressional buildings. I have to ask, are we under attack? He said, what are the likelihoods that all of those things are happening simultaneously along the same time frame that we're finding out that the Biden administration blew up the Nord Stream pipeline. You know, basically starting at the very beginning of this war and putting us in a position to where the United States may have to defend itself against a world superpower because Biden, the big man himself, was trying to protect the investment assets of his son at Burisma. So... Let's see what else they have to say about it. But actually, let's go back because what if what if we are under attack? Who 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 at this point would would that be from? Right, if we're finding out that the Nord Stream pipeline was blown up by the United States, which we kind of all knew already, right? We all kind of knew that, but it being finally put out there that that was actually what happened. Now we have a huge chemical spill leaking into the water systems of the everyday Americans. Now we have four incidents where we have to scramble fighter jets over U.S. airspace to shoot down UFOs. All social media companies went down simultaneously at the same exact time. And two congressional buildings lost power at the same time as well. What are the odds of all of that? And and, and, and here's the other thing that I'm seeing. I'm seeing prominent special forces guys like Mike Glover, like Tim Kennedy, sounding the alarm on all of these things that are happening, telling you to get ready. Okay, I'll, I'll read you what Mike Glover said here. Um, and if you don't know about Mike Glover, let me pull up his account and see what his credentials are, um, or if it'll even say. Uh, but as far as I know, he was some type of, you know, tip of the spear special forces uh, American war hero. And, uh, what he said was this, 
If I was the enemy, I'd create distrust in people and institutions through social media, sabotage and burn supply chains, spy on key infrastructure and defense, and distract everyone away from the real intent before I struck. Thank God none of that would ever happen here. Now, he had some people commenting on his post as well, um, saying, man, this feels a lot like it's very easy to conclude what that means, right? Shaping the general public's opinion, a sleight of hand position between one to the other. I'm trying to show you what's going on, like the kind of the old look at this. Look at this. I got this left hand here and then hit you with the right. This is what I assume they're talking about, right? Shaping the general public's opinion um, and getting you to to look one way while something else is going on in the other. And and if this was going to happen and we were preempting, you know, the same way that we took some type of action on the Nord Stream pipeline, what if Russia was taking these actions on these types of things like the UFOs situation? Maybe they have drones up there. Um, maybe they were the ones that are carrying out these hazardous material train attacks, Um Maybe, maybe, maybe. I'm not saying that's the case, but it just seems like an awfully weird coincidence, especially when you have all of these ex-military guys seeming to pick up on the idea that this is some type of military operation, right? Lots and lots of them are talking about this, okay? Um, So let's move on. All right, there's another article here that talks about it, which says the U.S. military's first shot at unknown octagonal object over Lake Huron missed, officials said, which is pretty bizarre. Here's the clip. Uh, let me get a couple other folks here. Mike, and then that. Uh, the only reason the American people know about the first balloon is because a couple of guys in Montana spotted it and it, and it leaked out. My, my question is, if it had remained secret and had not become a spectacle and, be, and arguably an embarrassment to the White House, would you have shot it down or allowed it to continue on its way? So you're asking me to speculate? Sure. <laughs> so, so Mike, I, I'll kind of just push back a little bit at, at the assertion there. Uh, so, first of all, again, what made this balloon different was the length and duration uh, that it was over the United, the continental United States. Look, we track activities all over the globe on a daily basis. Um, some of which will remain classified because, again, we don't want to reveal sources and methods. In this particular case, um, I can tell you uh, that there were efforts underway to uh, to make that public. Um, I, you know, Montana journalists reporting notwithstanding. Um, all that to say, look, there are going to be times when there's activities happening that we're monitoring that we're, we're not going to go public, especially if it doesn't present a particular or pose a significant threat to the American public. Um, but again, uh, as, as we monitored that balloon, uh, there was an effort underway to ensure that, that folks understood what this was, especially given how visible it was. Um, and I'll just stop there. Thank you. All right. So this article goes in to say that the U.S. military jet that downed an unknown object in the Michigan sky on Sunday missed on its first attempt over Lake Huron officials told Fox News. The Air Force F-16 jet used using a Sidewinder missile to attack the target. The first Sidewinder heat-seeking missile missed the target. <clears throat> uh, it goes on to say, it wasn't clear whether the missile that missed ultimately landed. 
where the missile that missed ultimately landed. The second missile took down the target. Each missile costs more than $400,000. Imagine being that, but like, first of all, imagine being the, a kicker that misses a kick during a football game. Now imagine being a fighter pilot that misses your mark with a $400,000 rocket <laughs> missile. Uh, none of the debris from the object has been found in the lake, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin said Monday. The Defense Department, or DOD, said President Biden just before 2.42 p.m. directed an F-16 to fire the missile to shoot down an airborne object flying at nearly 20,000 feet over Lake Huron. The downing of the fourth object was to be destroyed since February 4th when a Chinese spy craft was shot down over South Carolina. Now, this is an octagonal object, which is different from the cylindrical object, which is different than the Chinese spy balloon. Okay, so how would one miss a static balloon object? We are not talking about the same thing that we saw on Monday. And maybe, just maybe, they had intel that showed that these things were going to show up. Now, it also noted at the bottom of that news hearing that this was an unmanned aircraft, according to what they saw. Um, but I'm sure they wouldn't tell us if it was manned. Um <clears throat> Now, the one that was shot down over Alaska was cylindrical and silverish gray. And now we have the article on that. It says the U.S. government has announced that it has successfully shot down an unidentified object over the Alaskan coast. Still a day later, officials have yet to identify its owner or purpose. The FBI and Coast Guard and Navy have efforts to recover the object are currently underway. Um, don't think there's anything a part of this article that is going to blow us away. All right. Now, this is coming up where the lawmakers are demanding Biden address the nation on these UFO incursions. So let's see what he has to say about that. Frustration on Capitol Hill is mounting after a string of aerial objects were shot down over the U.S. and Canadian airspace in the last few days, raising a long list of questions the lawmakers say President Biden should publicly address. The president owes the American people an explanation, direct and on camera, of what we know about these objects and what steps he's taking to protect American sovereign airspace. Marco Rubio, the vice chairman of the Intelligence Committee, also joined the calls for President Biden to address the nation. NORAD's been around for almost 65 years, he said, and the command in charge of patrolling U.S. and Canadian airspace. We've never shot anything down, and in eight days, we've shot down four things. That's a pretty big deal. It doesn't happen every day. Rubio added in the tweet, Americans need to hear directly from this about their president today. We have been, and I think as transparent as we can be, said John Kirby. So basically, they're just calling him out to talk about this. Okay. Now, if this is something that is a national security threat, which he said they would have notified us about, which they didn't only until people called them out on it, um, we, we have a right to know that, right? We have a right to know if this is something that we should be concerned about, if we should be seeking shelter, if we should be concerned about what's happening over the United States at this very moment and why we're having three separate aerial incidences going on. Because if this is not extraterrestrials, then what is it? Who's doing this? Is it Russia? Is it China? And if so, what are their intentions? Because we know the original balloon was Chinese. Well, maybe, right? We know that, right? But why are they doing this now? What is this escalation of tension, right? And more recently, the United States called on all citizens to leave Russia recently. Let's see if I can get a date on that. 
But to me, that's the most alarming thing here is this is if nothing crazy is going on here, this is an escalation of military tension between one world superpower and another superpower in the best case scenario. I mean, obviously not the best case scenario. The best case scenario is it's some 16 year old playing with drones that made them look like something nobody's ever seen before. And they're really mad now because they lost all their toys. Uh, but, but besides that, what seems to be the best case scenario here is that this is some type of escalation of tensions between military world superpowers during one of the very first hot wars of nations that we are now a part of, especially during the timing of the Nord Stream pipeline coming out as being, you know, our responsibility. So what was I looking up? I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that to me, if, if nothing else, oh yeah, Russia, Russia fleeing. Okay. United States, Russia evacuate order. All right. Let's see what we have to say here. U.S. orders family members of the embassy staff to leave Ukraine. Okay. Um, Americans ordered to evacuate Russia. And this was 11 hours ago. Let's see if I can get a better source than this. Uh, let's see. News. And let's go past day. All right. Here's Reuters. United States tells citizens to leave Russia immediately. Now, this is during all of this escalation of tension. This is during the time where we're shooting down multiple UFOs. This is during the time where President Biden has been caught blowing up the Nord Stream pipeline, which caused a big portion of this upfront part of this war to escalate to where it did. And here's what the article says. United States tells citizens to leave Russia immediately. And this is on the 13th today. The United States has told its citizens to leave Russia immediately due to the war in Ukraine and the risk of arbitrary arrest or harassment by Russian law enforcement agencies. Um, U.S. citizens residing or traveling in Russia should depart immediately, the U.S. Embassy in Moscow said. Do not travel to Russia, it said, and Russia security services have arrested U.S. citizens on spurious charges, singled out U.S. citizens in Russia for detention and harassment, denied them fair and transparent treatment, and convicted them in secret trials or without presenting credible evidence. Russian authorities arbitrarily enforce local laws against U.S. citizens, religious workers, and have opened questionable Criminal investigations against U.S. citizens engaged in religious activity. Uh, interesting. So amidst all of this, we're recalling all U.S. citizens from Russia. So that should is another piece of the puzzle here, right? If, if we're shooting down multiple military aircraft over our airspace, if one of them was China, and now we're calling for all U.S. citizens to come back from, from Russia... The likelihood that this is not an escalation of military tensions and this is not some sort of, you know, internal human type of technology that we just don't have access to yet seems to be a higher probability at this point. Unless Russia's working with the aliens, in which case, that's an interesting plot twist. <laughs> uh, now, um, one of the last things that we're going to touch on here is going to be the Jeffrey Epstein document. So here's here's my deal. Let's close out the UFO thing. I don't know, guys. It's going to, those are my separate but conjoined theories that if it's a, if it's a, a military escalation, 
of tension, that's highly concerning, right? That means there's a high probability that we may be going to war very shortly. If, if, if these types of things have any correlation with each other between the attacks, you know, um, on the Nord Stream pipeline being released as, as the fault of the United States, of these military aircraft um, or UFOs that have been shot down three times in U.S. airspace over the last week, of all of these things coming together at one time, the trains being derailed and causing massive explosions and releases of, of toxic chemicals, uh, all of it, all of it seems pretty weird. Now, in the midst of all of this, in the midst of all of this, you have several other things going on, which I will pull up here as well. Uh, I posted this the other day, and again, coming from DC Drano, it says these balloons sure have been a good distraction from Pfizer admitting gain of function for COVID strains to boost profits in vaccine affecting menstrual cycles and fertility. Hunter Biden's partial ownership of a Ukrainian biolab and Biden caught blowing up the Nord Stream pipeline, right? Three huge news stories which have flown under the radar during this time as a result of balloon, of a balloon. All right. Now, another big one that everybody's alluding to is the fact that Jeffrey Epstein's documents with the names of associates to be made public. All right. Now, if you've been following me for a while, you know that I made my channel building off of um, all of the stuff that happened at the very beginning, following all of the Epstein situations while it was unfolding over a year ago now and the Glenn Maxwell trial. All right. Um, now, this goes on to say that the last batch of documents with the names of those associated with deceased financier uh, Jeffrey Epstein will be unsealed in the near future, according to media reports. Daily Mail reported that the material is expected to be made public in the coming months, nearly four years after Epstein took his own life while incarcerated in the New York Federal Corrections Facility. The documents are expected to contain the names of associates, victims, and employees connected to Epstein. They refer to alleged perpetrators or those accused of serious wrongdoing, as well as law enforcement officials and prosecutors. Epstein was associated in friends. Uh, Epstein was associated in friends with many public figures, including Bill Gates and former President Donald and Bill Clinton, or Donald Trump and Bill Clinton. It was not clear if those names will be mentioned in the materials. Prince Andrew, who was accused of having sex with Epstein's victim Virginia Roberts, now Virginia Garuff, underage, and an attorney of Alan Dershowitz, are understood to be among the individuals mentioned in the papers, according to the Daily Mail report. The documents have been sealed since Epstein killed himself in 2019, killed himself um, in quotes, and were used, uh, were used in a de defamation case brought by Roberts in 2015 against Maxwell. She was eventually convicted of sex trafficking and recruiting minors for Epstein. The lawsuit was settled and the materials have now been gradually released ever since. Some of the people slated to be identified include John Doe 5, a victim who gave evidence at Maxwell's trial using only her first name, the report said. Another is an assistant district attorney. Another was described as a public figure by Maxwell's lawyers who objected to the name becoming public. John Doe 23 is deceased but was accused of serious wrongdoing. The documents state according to the Daily Mail and they are not identified by mail or by name. Okay. Now I released Epstein's. Everybody's been calling for this release of the black book. Like everybody tell us all his associates. I released his black book almost 10 months ago. It's on my sub Substack right now. You can go back in the files of my Substack and find the coverage that I did and find this black book that everybody's been talking about. I don't know. I don't believe that's what's being made public here, but it was like basically all of his contact lists of everybody he was ever associated with. All of the owners of industries, all of the owners of companies, all the financial JP Morgan Chase high up people, all of the presidents and all of the, the royalty, all of them. All of the celebrities, all of the musicians were all in this book that I posted 
written in Epstein's handwriting. Okay. So it's not like we don't have a clue as to who these people are, right? I don't know what everybody's waiting for to persecute these people. We already know that Prince Andrew, like what the, what the hell do you think is going to happen once Prince Andrew's name is, is released on this? You think he's all of a sudden going to be prosecuted? No, nothing's going to happen. Right. And you've probably heard this before. The reason they haven't released this list is because they are on it. High level judges, high level politicians, very well-known celebrities, presidents, kings of countries, royalty, highly famous musicians and actors, all of them. Bill Gates himself is on that list. And we know it as a fact and nothing's happening to him right now. In fact, the establishment is taking his advice on every little nutritional thing he ever feeds them with no positioning as a doctor to be able to do so, no credentials to be able to do so, okay? So let's keep that at the forefront of our minds when all of this stuff is coming out too, that we have other things to pay attention to that are going on. Don't let a Chinese spy balloon distract you from the fact that some of the most egregious perpetrators of sexual assault against underage children is about to be released very, very shortly. So in the meantime, keep your eyes open, okay? Maybe get prepared a little bit, right? And I'm not an alarmist. I'm not calling you to, you know, go stock up on, on you know, I don't know, beans. But I do think that if all of these things are escalating to the way that they are, the potential likelihood of something happening where you need to be prepared is just getting higher, right? So do what you need to do to protect your family, right? Uh, and in the meantime, sign up for my Substack, <laughs> redpillrevolution.substack.com. Um, go ahead and subscribe and uh, leave a five-star review. I would appreciate it. Again, from the bottom of my heart, uh, yeah. Have a great day, guys. Welcome to the revolution. Thank you.